it's all very well talking about being real, showing up real, having authentic conversations online and offline, but hey, could we do with a few tips on how? Yes, we could. Hello, I'm Trisha Lewis. This is the Make It Real podcast, and I will be talking to very real people who've had very real experience, mistakes and everything, and they will be giving you those tips. So, stay tuned. So, listeners, here we are in the midst of a global crisis. (laughs) and complete meltdown but you know what the world of podcasting must go on uh, because if all else fails we're, we're there listening to a podcast aren't we I mean, that's comforting and um and I've got such a blinking fascinating I know I say that about every guest and it's true um, this is quite out of the box this this is Mark Kingston Jones who is the co-founder of Team Building with Bite B-I-T-E and I just want to say that this podcast involves animals um, and will also involve the drill in the background or whatever that is, because I still have the builders in. So anything could happen. No, I don't think there are actually animals about to come into Mark's room. Are there, Mark? Hello, Mark. Hello, how are you doing? No, um, no the, the dog and the cat are in the house, so we should be all right. So <laughs> Um, so Mark, I've introduced you. I mean, it's all about team building uh, and animal welfare, and it's just blinking fascinating. So, first and foremost, give me a better description for the listeners about what you do. So basically, what we do is we have corporate groups that come in and they build items for animals that we've designed for them, and then at the end of their team build, not only have they got the outcome of seeing those sort of finished items that they assumed they'd never be able to build but then we take them to the animal enclosures and hopefully they get to see the animals responding to, to their efforts, basically. So it gives them something completely different to do that, you know, is mostly out of their comfort zones, but it also provides the animals with something that they wouldn't otherwise be getting. It's something extra that is, you know, a huge, a huge improvement on their welfare, hopefully, if we've done our jobs right. Yeah, and I've seen little videos um, that Mark's put up on LinkedIn and I just, I love them. So so you imagine, you you know, boring old team building where you're playing some stupid game, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. This is massively hands-on. You're actually creating things, working together to put bits of wooden stuff and net and string and all the rest of it to create something that then doesn't get chucked in the bin it goes on to have this life with animals who are going to enjoy exploring this new thing that you've built for them um and so it, it's just a it's a it's a long lasting result isn't it yeah no, no absolutely i mean we've actually still got i think at the moment the record is seven years later we've still got an item in an enclosure that was built um and it's still being used every day by the monkeys they use it it's um the male monkey basically uses it a bit like his kind of man cave essentially and keeps the females out. Um, but it's, yeah, it's still, it's still going and, and we've obviously built a lot more since then. So um, no, there's a lot of the stuff that really has been made a big impact on their lives just from, from these people coming in and, and doing some team building. So it's, it's, a, yeah, it's really very rewarding. It's really special. Now, what we need to know is, I mean, this isn't an everyday business idea, really. I mean, team, team building. Yes. Being a zookeeper. Yes, but you know this this whole kind of mix thing that you've done. So, 
obviously you've got some kind of background that has um, given you the skills and experience to get to this place. And so give us a little potted um, story of how you got here. Um, well, so basically I, I started kind of working while I was at uni in the kind of the animal welfare world in about 2004. And um, I just started out by doing some research as part of my degree. And then I did some sort of extra stuff because I was a bit of a bit of an animal geek and I kind of wanted to stretch myself a bit further and it just um it, it just started opening doors and um so i then joined the kind of the animal the zoo industry i worked at a safari park in scotland um and then i moved down to kent to howlett's and portland wild animal parks and while i was there um i was actually working in the education department i never kind of i, I always planned to go and be a keeper um, but I really enjoy the research side and keepers generally unfortunately never have time to, to actually collect any information on their animals because they're too busy kind of taking care of their day-to-day -day care. So I thought well I'll stay on the education side for a bit and then let me do some research and then at some point you know in the future I'll, I'll kind of cross back over. And um, while I was sort of doing that we, um, we were always asking favours from keepers, we were always asking for their time, asking for their resources and we were never really giving anything back. So my boss at the time said to me, like, can we, can we come up with something that's actually going to be useful for them that kind of almost buys, buys us some favors, essentially, um, and, and you know, makes their lives a bit easier so that they're more willing to help us out in the future. Um, so we put some thought into it and we started just doing kind of public enrichment workshops. We get like, you know, mums and kids and dads kind of coming in and making really, really simple stuff that, you know, <clears throat> can take a long time to, to make, like pinatas and things. But for an animal, you know, it's done in 30 seconds, which is still still good, still something they wouldn't be getting otherwise, but it's very, very simple. Um, and it was working and it was kind of going well, and we just sort of thought we could really take this a lot further. Um, so Port Lim had uh, corporate facilities at the time and ended up having a chat with one of the managers and saying, you know, do you ever get kind of groups that want to do something a bit different? And um, and it all kind of grew from there, really. But the big kind of change point from from what I was doing, um, kind of slightly in isolation, was when uh, Chris uh, Hales, my business partner, um, he has he has been a keeper. He was a keeper for twenty years, working with a whole range of of animals. Um, and we ended up having a conversation one day about the fact that you know why are we still doing this really simple stuff? Like you know it's it's great, it's nice, but it's still very very simple. And, and that was a real changing point where the two of us started working together and kind of thinking, no, we can, we can take this further. And so we started introducing drills and saws and, you know, back then I can't actually believe how we managed to get away with, you know, we had like two drills and a couple of saws between 30 people and still somehow we managed to make stuff work. Um, things have changed a bit nowadays. We own like 40 drills. Um, but, um, but yeah, it really sort of started to grow and, and build. And then, uh, just six years ago now, uh, Chris and I took voluntary redundancy um, and we decided to go out on our own and, and it's been building ever since. So now, now that we've kind of got complete control, we really were able to, you know, exponentially expand what it was we were doing. So it's, it's been a very fun journey. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Do you remember the first ever one of these you did? I do. Um, it stands out in my memory because it was a Christmas party. And there was a bit of a miscommunication and the guests had enjoyed some mulled wine before they came in uh, to do our team build. Um, so luckily, actually, we weren't doing anything with drills or anything at that point. Um, we were actually making um, paper, uh, well, hessian mache reindeer for the tigers for Christmas. Um, <laughs> so um, we, we basically pre-made some because they, they wouldn't have dried in time. And then we got the corporate group to make 
in teams. They were all very, very competitive, obviously spared on by some mulled wine. Um, some of their groups decided to make their reindeer anatomically correct, which was, uh, you know, an interesting conversation to have. Um, and um, and then yeah, we we took them up to um, to the cats, and like they absolutely loved it, even though it wasn't the ones that they'd made. But we actually then told them when we were going to put the other their own devices back in, and actually quite a few of them paid to come back into the zoo to actually see their own devices going in. So that was a real kind of light bulb moment of actually there's something so special about something they physically made and getting to see that that interaction um so yeah that was that was interesting and actually those guys then came back and they were also our 50th workshop as well which was oh, quite wow. interesting to, to kind of circle it around again so <clears throat> yeah, yeah yeah i mean i i, I it, there is i mean i think there's something in this weird time that we're now living through um you put a post on about being mindful you've put some great posts up of animal photos which i think keep us all you know calm um but but, but it's more than that because actually what you're doing is taking people back to can i kind of say sort of like caveman time um i know you've got drills and they didn't tend to have drills <laughs> in caveman time um or cavewoman time either um but that had I've always found even doing things like when you're a bit down you know when your mood is a bit down and you think look I'm just going to tidy this drawer up or something like that it, it, it because you're in the flow of doing that and your brain doesn't then go round and round in circles thinking of all the comp this must be a big part it's quite it's therapeutic is what I'm saying yeah no absolutely and it is I mean it because it does I mean, and it's interesting you say about kind of caveman cave woman because a lot of people assume most of our clients are going to be kind of you know young guys who are adept at using power tools and stuff but actually that's the opposite um most of our clients are actually female and a lot of them come in and say look we've never used a drill in our lives my, the, my favorite thing actually about workshops usually is that you see a transition from start to finish because most of the people come in they're unwilling victims they've been told that they're doing a team build they have no idea what it is so they come into this room and their faces are just like, what on earth is this? Because there's tables laden with tools and, you know, wood or plastic or whatever it is we're working with on the day. And they're just like, what have you signed me up for? So they're all completely unimpressed. <clears throat> and then we do the introduction and say, you're going to build something for the animals today. And you kind of see their faces light up a little bit. But there's still that nervousness because they're like, well, I can still see all the power tools. And then we show them what they're going to make and just the look of disbelief on their faces is like, okay, this sounded like it was going to be fun, but you've set us up to fail here. And then as they start and they kind of, you know, sometimes it's nice because you get a couple of people who are a little bit more practical or a bit more skilled and you get some really lovely mentoring moments. Like, you know, we obviously encourage people like you're not allowed to just take control. This, you cannot complete in an hour and a half something on your own. The only way this will work is a team effort. And it's actually very rare we have to go and prod people and go, look, you're, you're, you're doing too much here. Because you do see some lovely mentoring. You see people who've never used a drill before, you know, suddenly, you know, drill home a, a coach screw that is just like, I don't even know this thing existed. But actually, yeah, this amazing thing is just like clamp these two pieces of wood together. And it's incredibly satisfying to see. Um, and by the end of it, they're all standing around looking at this thing that they've created. Like, I can't believe we actually achieved that. And as I say, then, you know, that on its own could potentially, I think, be enough. But then to then take it and see it going in with the animals, I just think like we had we had one lady who 
literally I, I just I wish we kind of almost recorded it from start to finish because there was a, a big group of, of people mostly mostly ladies mostly all standing there with their arms folded at the beginning going you're an idiot what you we can't possibly do this and and to see her confidence grow when we got to the enclosure we put it in with the um the monkeys and she you could see she was welling up and she literally burst into tears and said this is the best job satisfaction I've ever had you oh. know because it's something that she built that the monkeys were interacting with and clearly enjoying you know you don't have to know a lot about behavior to see if an animal's really you know I, it, it's a it's very anthropomorphic but there's kind of you can look if you've got a pet at home you can see when the cogs are turning when there's thought processes going on and it's that's a very recognizable thing and it's it's a beautiful bit of animal behavior that then is connected back to these people that have sweated to make this happen and it's it's just yeah it's wonderful yes um oh great great time i mean you were talking i'm talking and the drill starts again um and, uh, that i love that i love that story you painted that picture really well really well and what what occurred to me as you were saying it there's so many layers to this aren't there you in one way it's beautifully simple you know there we go tools bits of material we're gonna make something we're gonna give it to the animals they're gonna play on it job done you will work together as a team fabulous but actually listening to you telling that story the number of points that are completely transferable out to everything that we're all doing oh there's quite a few i mean the ideas you say of knowing that even if it's your top skill you, you don't want to take over um, and people don't do that in an ego way usually they do it because it just it's a natural habit you know oh, oh yes this is my thing i did um but so learning to pull back um like that or for the other people learning to do something out of their completely out of their comfort zone brilliant but then the layers, as you say, there's this thing of sort of, because um, you already talked about reciprocity when you were talking about wanting to give something back to the zoos, you know, in, in time and, and all the rest of it. And this is this whole process has got this wonderful connecting, giving and receiving thing going on, hasn't it? Yeah, no, absolutely. And actually, that's, to be honest, that's usually how we know we've done a good job. It's not how the animal reacts. It's if we we turn up and the keepers are like beaming and smiling and excited because of the you know this new thing that they've received, and if they're taking photos and videos, we know we've done a good job because we know that it's something that they're excited to use again and again and again. Um, so it, it you know not only is that important from the animal point of view, but obviously the keepers have got very limited time, you know, very limited resources. So you know one of the people we work with said it's like keeper Christmas. Whenever we turn up, we just you know. Our, our whole aim is to take all of the work out of it so we the best thing for us is when we literally go here you go here's a present and then we can see they're excited so we know it's going to get used again and again and then that in turn feeds back into the, the people who made it because they can see how excited that person is that's just taken this stuff off them and it just it, it's all this wonderful cycle of just like you say kind of giving back giving time giving to each other and it's it's yeah it, as i say yeah. it's it's, and and feeling that you've achieved something which which in day-to-day -day life isn't always easy you know i mean some of us do things that get very immediate feedback and great uh, but for a lot of people that feedback can take a long time to come if ever even when you're doing a bloody good job and yeah. so in this thing you'll get you'll get, you get a very nice immediate sense of achievement you know um and yeah, the thrill of doing it. I mean, we all know that moment where you do something daft, almost like quite childlike, where you just 
where you think, oh, I'm going to walk along this wall um, and balance like I did when I was a kid. Um, I remember going around um, those kind of uh, footpath railing things that I could never do the somersault round when I was a kid. And I went back on my 60th birthday to the very same railings from where I grew up and I did the somersault. And it's such a childlike thing in a way. But that simple achievement um, and going, pushing yourself out of this comfort zone and the laughter and all the rest of it that you must get is that is life affirming stuff. And these are the kind of things that actually I think we need to really be concentrating on at this moment in time um, rather than getting too complex. Because, yeah, I know it sounds corny, but it's true, isn't it? Yeah, no, I think I think it's yeah, it's that reconnecting with each other and. Yeah, I, I think, like you say, is at the moment things are very kind of a lot of people are focused on themselves and they're internalizing and stuff. And I think, yeah, we almost need a bit more team spirit and a bit more kind of yeah, like, that, like you say, that sense of accomplishment of really feeling like yeah, what you've done mattered. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's so important. And then just seeing, you know, I mean, there's something very comforting I think about looking at. Well, it's also quite amusing, isn't it, as well, looking at animals playing. I mean, it's just, that again, it just takes you out of your, um, and it remind, I think it reminds us all about the importance of having a laugh and being playful, which again is completely something that we get so lost in all our grown-upness. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it, yeah, it is. It's, uh, we, we usually have a thing where we have to take the soundtracks off um <clears throat> of the uh, of the building bits and sort of put some music over the top because yeah some of the conversations that you kind of overhear is like yeah we're not going to put that out publicly um there's always a bit of a innuendo bingo and um you know people talking about drilling and screwing and you know um, <laughs> but it's just yeah it is there is there is a, a real sense of fun to it but a, a sense of fun that's got some purpose that kind of because that's the thing i think a lot of the things that we'd seen before from a team building point of view they can be fun but ultimately, like you say, you know, once you finish, everything's going to get taken apart again and either, you know, thrown in a skip or, or reused for the next group that comes along. Whereas the stuff that we're doing, the idea is it's the finished, finished product. Even when we're prototyping, even we've made some brand new stuff that hasn't been tried before. And even when we kind of say that, you know, there's a chance this isn't going to work, but it'll be a stepping stone so that once we've tried this design, we can tweak it, we can refine it and another group will take that forward, there's still that sense that they've achieved because it hasn't been done before. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I facilitated um, a thing called a hackathon, a design hackathon um, last year for a large company. And it was fabulous to see all the teams working together on something that actually ultimately might, again, it was a prototype thing that went through to, um, you know, a competition, but they weren't, they weren't getting upset about the fact that it might not go any further or get used. It, it was the process. It was the process. So, so again, that reminds people to, you know, enjoy the process and not always be looking for, you know, a, a, a specific achievement or must do or should do, or this, this, this qualifies as success. This is failure. It, 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 it's enjoying that process. And what I love is what we were talking about before we started this, um, conversation was you were talking about actually wanting to go your big dream wanting to actually take that knock-on effect one step further to explain that yeah so we obviously at the moment our, our our goal is is to as we sort of say is team building through animal welfare it's it is to 
improve animal welfare wherever we can. So right now what we're doing is, <clears throat> as I say, we're kind of testing ideas, designing new ideas, and not only do we put those ideas in with the animals at the places we're working, so we're improving their welfare, but we also then share the photos and videos on social media and then people all around the world see those ideas and then think, oh, well, I can try that out with my animal now, they can build it themselves because they've got a design to work from. So I'm really excited about that on its own, but what I would really like to do is take that a whole jump further. Um, and we were kind of inspired by a, a client request a few years ago to, to basically tie in our team builds with a fundraising um, exercise as well. So basically, <clears throat> I got really into this idea and really kind of like focused. And so I basically came up with three proposals where we could work with three different animals in a couple of different places. And those animals, the, the team would build the item for, you know, see it going in. They could then take those, the inspiration from that away and basically do a fundraising campaign back at, back at work or with their families or friends. <clears throat> and then um, fundraise for that animal, that species or, you know, whatever it is in a wider context. So one of the ideas, for example, was to build, you know, some new furniture for some ring-tailed lemurs at a zoo, but then go away and fundraise for a community protection project in Madagascar that would protect this species of lemur in their wild habitat. But actually also the whole idea of that is that you protect one lemur species, you're protecting the other five that live there as well, plus everything else down to, you know, the smallest creepy crawlies you're correct you know you're, you're keeping that entire ecosystem safe and it was only a case of fundraising about five thousand pounds i think and that would have paid for a year's worth of of community protection and also not only the animal point of view but you're empowering the local community so there's a human aspect to that and i think the the really nice thing about that is not only does the team keep that team spirit going you know it doesn't just end we finish building we've put it in we're done the fundraising activity continues that and continues that sense of teamwork also expanding the animal welfare but then again we will then obviously feed back about those results so it doesn't you know you just throw money into it and then you never hear from it again six months later we can do a report back saying this is how it's going this is the lemurs that we're seeing you know so again re reminding people of this is all the effort that you put in this is the this is what you collaborated on and hopefully bringing all those lessons back i just i, I think that's that's the way we can currently do the most good possible. And I, I'm very excited to try and get this off the ground, really. I should think so. I, I love that idea, as you say, the, the, the knock on effect, the da 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 And I think, again, that's a lesson to learn in, for all of us, is the connections that we make, you know, is, is bringing them into a longer lasting, sort of broadening them out into also not just they're a client, we've got a bit of business or we haven't or whatever, but sort of, you know, continuously kind of nurturing those good connections and finding ways to um, enrich them and sort of lengthen them out into something. Yeah. Something maybe that you don't even know what's going to happen at the time, but it's a, a little journey. I, all of the, everything you do has got an add on uh, sort of lesson, I think to all of us in, in what we're doing. Um, so I have to ask you, do you have a favourite animal? Uh, I do. Um, it's um, the African wild dog or African hunting dog, which is oh. a bit of an unusual one. It's, I, I like underdog species and, and the, everyone likes, you know, the lions and the cheetahs and the leopards and stuff, but like the big kind of charismatic ones. But I just think I, I'm into behaviour and the behaviour that the, these guys, I mean, again, feeds back perfectly into teamwork. They are 
the evolution of them basically has driven them to a point where they can't survive on their own. They have to be part of a wider pack. They have to work together to survive. And, um, and it's just, you know, they're, they're just their, their whole ecosystem, the whole environmental impact that they have is just incredible. But they're one that's been kind of demonized by humans over the years. And um, yeah, I, I kind of, I feel like they get a very raw deal, but they're just behaviorally, they're amazing. And they look, I think they look beautiful as well. So that's, that's my, my favorite. Oh, oh, I love that. And you mentioned, did we, you talk about sun bears? Is that... uh, yes, well, before we started, I think we did. What is, yeah. it, what is a sun bear? Because uh, oh, I've got an image of a bear <laughs> on a sunbed now, which is not right. Um, so, yeah, what's a sun bear? So a sun bear is um, a small um, black bear species that lives in, or a bear species that lives in um, Southeast Asia. Um, so they're very, um, very tenacious, very kind of, um, they, they have to compete with things like tigers and clouded leopards and things. Um, so they're, um, yeah, they've got quite an attitude on them, but um, yeah, there's lots of different, so there's lots of different species and subspecies basically. Um, but they're, yeah, they're one that's, that they weren't around in zoos very much, but they've, they've started to kind of become quite a popular species to keep. And there's yeah. lots of kind of projects going on in, back in the wild essentially, which zoos by keeping them in captivity are helping to then kind of fund and, and develop and things so yeah they're, kind of, they're, they're very destructive so they're a challenge to definitely a challenge to work with you like a challenge though don't we so i bet you've had a few challenges and you will have some challenges now seeing as you're in an events kind of scenario um but then i don't think any of us are, are going to escape the challenges but i guess you know if all else fails just you just sit and look at pictures of animals and <laughs> yes yeah, so I was sort of thinking actually like yesterday I was like am I more upset that I'm not going to get to do any work with animals for a couple of months or that I'm going to miss out financially on a couple of months but um I think it depends I think like I, I my my hope and I I'm trying to be kind of rose tinted glasses I guess a little bit but my my hope is that yeah this is a a blip and that, like I say actually at the end of all this we're going to need a lot of team spirit and a lot of employees are going to need, you know, to feel like they are actually valued and stuff. So I'm hoping companies still, you know, maintain their training budgets and maintain that, you know, want to take them out and show them how much they're valued, I guess. And yeah. bring yeah. that, you know, take that me, me, me must kind of yeah. survive Armageddon type thing back into let's all work together and actually kind of, you know, so yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm hoping, I, yeah. Hoping, Good message. No, absolutely, because we're 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 swaying around at the moment between the me 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 must survive and the and the oh hang on a minute I should be helping someone else worse off than me. Uh, but hang on a minute I I need loo rolls. Um, or, I don't know. It's all over the shop, and you're quite right. We I can't see how this will fail. I, I can't see how it's not going to change the world quite dramatically. Um, and we just really hope it's for the better in terms of people coming back. To some slightly more basic stuff um, and pulling together so you're right you'll be needed so meanwhile if people want to find out more about what you do where's your favorite place for them to start is it linkedin or website um uh, we're doing a lot of work on the website at the moment i think we, we do it ourselves so it's kind of one of those things that um my business partner chris actually does all that side of things so the the website hopefully is a is a good bit of information, but it we we know we need to improve it. So um, that's kind of one of been one of our challenges. We're animal people, not people people. Um, so it's kind <laughs> of, and not business people. So um, yeah, it's kind of 
getting our mindset into like what is, what is the website uh so it's teambuildingwithbytes.com um yeah yeah, yeah. Our, our social media especially at the moment if people want to kind of like nice pictures and videos and things then our facebook page and our and my linkedin page um are you know we're trying to keep them keep them populated with nice positive stuff so that people Good. have got an alternative to the current kind of not to be if ever there was a time for funny animal pictures this is it they have found their moment to shine so thank you uh, obviously i'll put all these links um on the notes that go with this podcast anyway have i missed anything out that you want to share no i think you know no, it's been it's been nice to talk about it really so it's nice Good. to have some human contact at this time of isolation <laughs> Yeah, I know. I feel this. I feel exactly the same. I'm thinking, thank God I do a podcast. This is, this is keeping me sane. And hopefully it will keep listeners sane as well. So um, this has been a fascinating conversation. I, I I am just desperate to be in one of these team events, uh, because I am totally not good with power tools, but I just like the idea. So um, bring it on. Let's let's get through this. And Hopefully, I will do exactly that and uh, and meet you in person. But this has been fabulous. Um, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank <laughs> okay. you, too. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. Yes! Take action. Try this one small step. The idea of perhaps getting some work colleagues or just friends um, on a Zoom session and starting to design something and working on it bit by bit um, with doodles and drawings and brainstorming and then figuring out how it could be used is just going to keep that part of your brain working. Or just sit with a notepad and a pencil and doodle and maybe get stuff out of a drawer in the kitchen, (laughs) strings, drawing pins, elastic bands, bits of strange stuff and see if you can make something. This is about getting that part of your brain working and all the better if you can do it in a team to get that whole team bonding thing and working together and mentoring each other, all of those other things that are talked about in this podcast. Lot of fascinating stuff. You might need some show notes. So head over to trishalewis.com forward slash make it real podcast and subscribe because then you'll know when the next episode is available. I give you permission to go out and be real and enjoy it. Look forward to the next episode. Never be replaced.